Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Ellie Danker and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for Why It Matters. So companies are jumping at incentives to convert their fleets to electric models. Cycle and Carriage Singapore has collaborated with Grocery Logistics of Singapore, or GLS, the logistics arm of the Fairprice Group, as they opt to utilize electric vehicles in logistics and delivery. Now, in line with this, Cycle and Carriage Singapore will be supplying 10 Citron e-dispatch units and their pertinent charging stations to GLS to be on the road by the end of last month. It's able to cover a distance of 339 kilometers with a full charge, requires only 48 minutes to reach about 80% charge from 0%. Uh, The Citron e-dispatch units will form the first pilot fleet of electric vans to be used by GLS. Now, marking its foray into the use of electric vehicles for logistical purposes, GLS's shift to electric rather than petrol-powered vehicles with cycling carriage enables them to reduce their carbon footprint while maintaining their high standards of service. I want to find out more about this uh, fascinating collaboration Brian Hengs, Senior Sales Manager of Kia, is on the line with me. Good morning, Brian. Hi, good morning. Cycle and Carriage is a name that we know so well in Singapore, especially if you drive, right? Cycle and Carriage, where else do you go? Um, Tell us a little bit about how Cycle and Carriage has embraced this electric vehicle shift. Okay, so uh, when we started um, with, with the green plan, you know, in, back in 2020, we, we understand that the direction that we set out um, is all towards moving, you know, including the automotive parts um, to, to shift it into the electric vehicle, or I would say the more eco range of vehicle, which comprises of hybrid and uh, more hybrid or even EV. So in, in, for this case, we are talking about uh, electric car for that, for that sake. Okay, so uh, the collaboration with uh, Grossly Logistics of Singapore GLS, this, of course, the logistics arm of the Fairprice Group. What's the backstory here? How did this collaboration come about? Uh, so, actually, we have multiple efforts uh, through online, through social media and all this, and we got, got in one of the inquiry. And thereafter, we set out appointments and, and we, we do trials and all this. Uh, because in, in around the traditional business and a lot of these different uh, businesses, they are using um, their petrol or their diesel van at this point of time. Um, they might not have tried you know, uh, EV. So usually we will give them trial, uh, be it up to a month, to let them utilize, let drivers understand how the vehicle actually works. So then from there, then we, we partake in one of their tender, which eventually we want it. Right. I mean, it's nothing like having a real-life case study, right? You get to actually try out the vehicle. I would agree that this would reduce carbon footprint significantly when you consider how often these logistics vehicles are going around. Is there a chance that this collaboration could be expanded even more? Yes. So, typically, if you are referring to like one of the vans that, that's doing last mile delivery, you know, mm. your, your, your Lazada, your, you know, which is like Chop Chop Just Uber, right? So, basically, you, you, you will get um, those diesel vans or the petrol vans that are running on the road. Typically, they travel about 150 to 250 kilometers a day, okay. uh, running through the different estates. And, and roughly per kilometer, um, they emit about 200 grams. Roughly on average, they roughly they emit about 200 grams of carbon. And as we know, for electric vehicles, typically um, there's no anti pipe that they don't. Technically, they doesn't um, emit any emission. Uh, yeah. Technically, yeah. yeah but 
Uh, of course, uh, our ch- I know our electric or grid right is not uh, totally green at this point yeah, time. Yeah. So we still we still you know use fossil fuel and stuff like that. So um, if we do a backward calculation, um, technically for an EV to be charged up um, per kilometers for this uh, e dispatch right, you will use use about less than hundred. So yeah. basically, you are cutting by half. So easily a day if you're traveling two hundred, easily twenty thousand grams of uh, carbon has been reduced. Right, so we were looking at it from a more offsetting point of view while still maintaining the optimum productivity that uh, the company requires. Yes, definitely. All right. This is uh, the first B2B foray for Kia in the EV sphere. Uh, Why the decision to go uh, B2B? Okay, I think uh, because there's a lot of uh, the, the corporates, right? Um, they they have because EV is really is really very new in, in Singapore. When yeah. we started in twenty twenty, the, the percentage of um, EVs in the market is really is really low. And of course, uh, through the efforts, um, through the incentive that's giving, which is pushing a lot of businesses to look at this piece um, of the automotive, which is they're giving out thirty thousand grand all the way up to thirty first of March next year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually a great push for the opt- adoption. So a lot of corporates with ESG goals and with uh, you know uh, with CSR and all these, they actually have thought about uh, moving into converting their fleet. Of course, it's a reduction in, in the carbon, you know, but everybody is trying to do their the best, their part in, in this. So with that converting, a lot of them, of course, because there's a lot of le- it's a is a is a steep learning curve, right, from transiting from uh, yeah. no, there's no need to charge, and then next moment you tell your drivers that hey, now you need to charge. So, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of, um, you know, the drivers, there will be resistance because there will be range anxiety. After traveling half a day, they left with less than 100 kilometers. You know, they, they'll be worried whether, whether the car will die on the road and stuff like that. Yeah. So with the infrastructure and everything coming up, right, um, that will smooth out things. Mm. Actually, uh, and I'm curious on the education front, right? I mean, you talked about drivers being worried that the car might you know, die halfway on the road. Is there a process where you educate the drivers or at least someone who will then pass on the information uh, before deciding, okay, yes, it can be a smooth transition to EVs? Uh, yes. So, uh, okay. So actually uh, on the educational path, right? Usually we will still do trainings um, to the users, to their management, uh, to their operators, to, to, to understand how, how to charge, what are the common FAQ, you know, how to operate, where to charge. And so we, we basically give them one whole list of charges which is available in all the different regions. Okay. And, um, and on top of that, um, what we do is that actually we do provide um, sex survey for them um, at, their, be at their factory, their building, or, or whatever places that they own, right? So basically we do and we tell them that, okay, based on your operations, you, you might want to consider installing two AC charger or, or one DC charger for operations and you can charge it up maybe in the night or while you're loading up the, the, the goods. Yeah. So uh, it really depends on their different operation needs. Yeah, Actually, you know, and when you buy a car, right, I'm sure we've all experienced how it's so important to get the after-sales care if you're in a situation where, hey, I'm not quite sure of EVs, I need to get educated on the mileage, how hard is it to handle that conversation with regard to after-sales care with this, in this B2B model? Um, actually, after-sales, um, because there's less running parts that's running on the vehicle, so you actually will get a saving of the after-sales oh, part wow. uh, when you are looking at a petrol or a, a typical um, internal combustion engine, right, uh, yeah. vehicles as compared to EV. Well, that's much, you know, technically you're just, you know, like having a, a toy car that comes with a motor uh, powered by electric battery, 
and that's all. And of course, the, the rest of the moving part, like brakes, all these are still there. Yeah, um, okay. So there's much lesser consumable items whereby you need to change um, periodically. Mm. Yeah, so that that's much easier to maintain. And across, if you're drawing across like 10 years or, you know, five years, or I mean, minimally for commercial vehicles, they actually draw for seven to eight years uh, of lifetime. And that will typically bring you up to about twenty to 30,000 savings. In the, because uh, while the mileage, they're running clocking every day, running at 150 to 250, right? Yeah. Um, they might need need life. They might need to do one overhaul. Yeah, yeah, Brian. I bet yeah. when you say and you mention all those savings, right? The procurement department suddenly goes, hey, "Wait a minute! Now I'm interested." <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, that's that is the the reality of the world that we live in, right? You want to have savings. You want to have the same kind of productivity output, but you also want to an answer to you know caring for the environment. Now that you've reached this market, that's well and good. What were some of the challenges before entering it? Yeah. So. Uh, of course, Singapore being a, a, a new, very new market to, to, to EV, where we actually have to start talking to principal uh, to understand what are the different product lineup that's available uh, to Singapore as, as we are on the right-hand uh, drive market. So we explore the different um, specifications on the model that's available. We brought it in, and after we market the car. And then we come the next set of challenge after we, we set the product. Uh, consumer having, you know, earlier we talked about um, things like uh, range anxiety and all this, right? The, 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 all the hassle to charge and stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's because of they are they, they are not so sure about charging and all this kind of thing. So um, there's a lot of educational piece that's going out there, you know, to educate them that actually, you know, like what you mentioned earlier, you can just need to charge 48 minutes yeah. or 30 minutes easily, you can go up to 80%. Mm-hmm. And you can go to any, any other uh, public charging, which is available. And a lot of... Uh, um, through the government's effort, right, a lot of the multi-story car parks actually started to have AC chargers and uh, minimally three, and we are seeing more. So that could be charged overnight. And easily the next day in the morning when you go back to your car, you are fully charged up again. Mm, because those so, charges are, are universal, right? Yes. So we in Singapore, there's these requirements that require you to, to have the universal, I would say, the charging inlet to yeah. the CCS Type 2 combo. So that allows you to do AC and DC charging. So think minimally, you will need a, a Type 2 charger, okay. uh, which is actually AC. That's good. I mean, imagine if it was like uh, Apple and Android. And yeah. <laughs> you have a real problem there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, but I mean, yeah, they, they have started that part. Um, where when LTA started um, looking ET yeah. into EV, right, they yeah. have specifically mentioned that vehicles with Type 2, then you can bring it. Mm, that's quite crucial. Yeah. Actually, Brian, you're talking about uh, early on how you had to, you know, do a lot of explanation to these uh, companies. I was wondering though, with regard to the grants, uh, the EV grants that are um, valid till next year, right? Uh, do you help the companies in terms of, uh, you know, the process of applying the grants or trying to understand what they qualify for? Um, okay, it's automatically um, given once okay, you, okay. you jump into the AV. So it's, there's no application process. Right. Uh, but a lot of them have the misunderstanding of you know when, how much can I get in the first yeah, year, yeah. second year. Because this 30,000 grant is split into three years. So you get it on the first year at the point of purchase and subsequently on the second year and third year while the car was registered, the date of registration. Okay. So, yeah, so I mean, basically it's an explanation of you know uh, how and when you're going to get it. Mm, still needs a bit of explanation yeah. there. Fair enough. Yes. What do you hope for to see, you know, where Singapore is concerned in implementing uh, this this uh, so-called uptake or, or encouraging to, to uptake uh, EVs, especially when it comes to business and personal use? Where do you see this going? 
Um, I, I, I think it's very positive. I mean, I, I met up with a lot of different corporate clients or even small SMEs. Uh, they, they do understand that we are definitely shifting towards it. And of course, we, they, they are not going to shy away and they understand that definitely one day they're going to use it. So even though there's like a lot of uh, operation obstacles and stuff like that, while the infrastructure is building up, right? Um, they do small projects, they do trials, you know, with a fleet, they, they convert 10 to 20% of their fleet to EV slowly. Okay, okay. And to understand that how it operates, you know, be it after sales or while the drivers are driving, what are the common feedback that they get? So um, that, that's how actually they move. Um, I, I see them moving in a smaller peak bit by bit for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and surely because you guys are cycling character, I mean, are you trying to expand this whole B2B that you have, especially now that you're entered the EV sphere? Yes, definitely. So, um, I mean, for cycling character, we hold multiple brands, right? So yeah. other than, uh, I mean, there will be Citroen, there will be Kia and mm. all this, right? So we, we actually will bring in different, uh, be passenger cars or commercial cars to fit different needs, be commercial uh, we will be looking at a like high roof model, extended length, and you know, of course, we are also looking at the truck, um, the, the truck side of the uh, business, yeah. which is now currently missing. That should be quite interesting. That the big trucks will go a long way for the construction sector. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Wow. I mean, there's also a lot of big logistics companies yeah. who are moving big parts every day throughout the country. Yeah. Yeah, uh, imagine one day PSA totally electrified. That will be very interesting <laughs> to see. And, and I'm sure it'll happen in the future as long yeah, as such right. deals are going around. Uh, Brian Heng, Senior Sales Manager for Kia on the line with me. Brian, I appreciate your time this morning. Take care and have a great day ahead. Yeah, I appreciate your time too. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.